I don't think one bad movie kills a brand. And yeah. I think the way that I, I, I tie that back to sort of, you know, we create content on the regular, right? And yes. I actually think- Oh yeah, I forgot the, about that. The, I was so I, busy rambling, I forgot about your original question. Yeah. long time since episode number 71 of the promo upfront podcast <laughs> i'm one of your hosts bill petrie with me as always the captain of the crinkle cut french fry the master of meat himself the one and only dr kirby hossaman kirby how the kashoctan are you today you know what i'm doing really well uh feeling good things are good here and i'm starting to break down the codes I'm starting to break down the codes of my nicknames. So I, okay. I, 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 so like I'm paying attention to my nicknames and I'm guessing mm. what topics we have down the road, which is, I, I love that. That's, that's kind of, you know, it, it, you know, most of the audience figured it out six months ago. I just figured it out today. So I feel pretty good about that. How are you? I, I'm great. I haven't even figured it out. So I have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> in any way, shape or form, but I'll tell you someone who does know what they're talking about Kirby. And that's our good pal, Jason Noakes over at Promo Pulse. You know, we've talked about, that amazing AMP email service. And uh, I, I don't want to talk about that today. So uh, frankly, I'm not going to. <laughs> All right. You know, we've covered we've covered that, but I don't think we've really covered the why you would want to partner with Promo Pulse and at AMP email service. It does help you stay top of mind with clients and prospects. And that's always a really nice soft sales touch as opposed mm -hmm. to just picking up the phone and say, hey, I was just seeing how you're doing, right? <laughs> so it keeps you top of mind. You send those beautiful retail-inspired emails with branded merchandise from your preferred suppliers and those three easy steps we've talked about. But most importantly, it's going to grow your sales. And dare I say it's going to amplify your sales? Did you see what I did right there, Kirby? Yeah, I mean, it's a, no, it's a no-brainer. No no-brainer, no-brainer. Kirby, you love the AMP email service. Why? Yeah, I think you you hit the nail on the head. I mean, they uh, you pick... The, the suppliers you want to partner with, I think that's important. Uh, you, you set up your sending frequency and then you just kind of go on. And, and then all of a sudden in your uh, client's inbox that shows up and they are really beautiful, like they pick lifestyle images. So I, honestly, it, it, and you know me, I pride myself on doing email marketing and stuff like that but they're sending prettier emails than I am. And so what that does is uh, create mm -hmm. engagement, I think not only from the desktop, but also from the mobile. And so it, it really does create an engagement that, you know, at the end of the day, that's what we all want. It, it is. And, and honestly, I don't know why I asked you because I'm not sure we should take your word for it. <laughs> How about a great story about reconnecting with a dormant client from the one and only Shannon Laredo of mm. Business Branders? Here's her quote. I'm beyond thrilled. My main contact at one of my largest accounts left last year, and I've been unable to get a response from anyone at the company until today's AMP email campaign. As a result, I'm coding several products and have scheduled an in-person meeting. Amazing. A testimonial like that, and, and joking aside, your experience with it, it really does make partnering with Promopulse and AMP a no-brainer. So, we know you want to learn more. You're thirsty for knowledge. You're hungry for knowledge. Get head over to promopulse.io slash amp. They're not going to be sorry they did, Kirby. No, they will not be sorry they did. All right. As we said uh, last week, this platinum content is free. There is no charge for it. We could charge you something. We choose not to. So 
pay us back by giving us a like or a listen or subscribe on your favorite podcast or video platform. That's the end of the public service announcement. <laughs> All right. I've got the upfront section of the podcast today, Kirby. Um, no, I thought, oh, I don't. Oh, no, hey, Kirby, no, you <laughs> you've got the upfront section of the podcast today. Hey, you could have bamboozled me into doing a, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, Kirby, like, what is our... That's yeah, funny. what is our upfront section of the podcast today, Kirby? Yeah, because and, and, and we always joke that like every once in a while there's like an obvious one and often there's not, right? And so this week right. I felt like there was an obvious one, so I'm not going to miss the opportunity to take it. So uh, Expo's coming up. We have talked about mm-hmm. that a little bit, and I yep. find myself getting excited about PPAI Expo, getting getting the band back together, as it were. Um, but last week, um, it was last week, right? Or it was early this week that... Um, everything is a time warp, um, that they announced Promo Palooza, the exciting new event experience coming to PPI Expo at 2022. So uh, I'll just give a quick thing. They are essentially going to have their Expo party live at Allegiant Stadium on January 12th. And um, so Allegiant Stadium is the home of the Oakland Raiders. Um, and Or Las Vegas Raiders, as the case might be. Yeah, Las Vegas Raiders, whatever, the Raiders. Um, they don't have a coach, they don't have a wide receiver, whatever. They, <laughs> they're excited to have us at the, their stadium. And it's on my birthday. You're too. salty. <laughs> so um, I, I am like really, I, this is one of those where in the interest of uh, sort of transparency, the last... The, the, the big party, I'm not a, uh, I wasn't a huge fan of the, I think it was called the power of two. I'm sure it was fine for a lot of folks, but it was really loud. It was really crowded. Those are things that I don't love. As I told uh, somebody in an email today, I was old when I was still young. I, mm-hmm. That is not a scene I liked, but when they came out with this announcement, I was like, that seems really cool. Um, and I love that. Um, PPI is, is, is thinking outside the box. This is, they're bringing it back for the first time in a couple of years. And the idea that they're doing, I don't know if this becomes a tradition or anything like that, but for this one event, I thought this was a really cool idea. And I was curious to know what you thought. I, I love the idea of having an event there. Um, you know, like you two years ago, uh, when last time I was in Vegas yeah. for Expo of 2020, you know, could see it being built from yeah. uh, my hotel room. It looks like a big giant Roomba, um, <laughs> but that's beside the point. Um, I think it's a great idea to have a, to, to make a concerted effort to get people off site. Mm. I think you have some challenges there. Uh, Obviously, will people go and, and, you know, I, I, I would go now, unfortunately I'm already planning on leaving Wednesday morning, so I will not actually be able to go to the Palooza of promo, but I have no doubt PPAI is going to do a great job and make it a memorable event. I know a few years ago, um, I believe at, um, uh, NALC, the North American Leadership Conference, they toured uh, the uh, AT&T Stadium, which is where the Dallas Cowboys play. Cool. And they were on the field and things like that. So I hope it's an on the field experience. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll be very curious to hear about it. Like you, the power of two party never did it for me. Um, yeah. It has nothing to do with PPAI or Sage. I just never liked that venue. I, I gave up going to raves a long time <laughs> ago. And so I don't need that kind of kind of scene. So uh, I'm with you. I think it's good. I think they're again trying to get a group of people or a large group of people to from one location to all go their separate ways, get there in their own individual ways, and then co- uh, then congregate at another location is going to be a challenge. But yeah. I have a feeling it's going to be a great little uh, great little party there, Kirby. Well, and I think they got to they've got to they're going to have to uh, 
keep it to a minimum, I would guess, yeah. from a numbers perspective anyway. Um, mm-hmm. I got the chance to talk to Dale Denham this week. I had him on Delivery Marketing Joy, and it was really- Great was episode, neat. by the way. Oh, thank Real you. quick, I'm sorry, I'm interjecting. If you haven't watched Kirby's Delivery Marketing Joy with Dale Denham this week, make a point to do so. You can find it uh, over at Promo Corner in, in their uh, Promo Journal section. It is a great, great conversation you guys had. Thank you. I, pre- I really appreciate you saying that. Again, Dale was super gracious. We actually- I've been booking those way out and he, Mm -hmm. at his request, he's like, no, I want to, I want to record it really quickly before it airs so that everything is, you know, hot to trot as it comes out. So I thought that made it really cool. Um, But he, he was really excited, gave credit to the team about putting this whole thing together. And I don't know, I did, it was one of those where I'm like that as many times as we've gone to Vegas. And I think sometimes at least two years ago, now I'm, it feels fresh to me again. But right. two years ago, I was kind of, okay, I'm kind of over it. We've done it a bunch of times. This yeah. is an example of a way for them to go, okay, this is something we've never done. And yeah. I think anytime we can do that, I think it's cool. So a- Absolutely. I think a lot of people feel Vegas is stale. And then obviously we had the pandemic off here. Not everybody's waiting to get back to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. so. There you go. All right, cool. Kirby. Um, Wendy's changes their Twitter name to Meet. <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> Um, so I, I don't know if anybody else saw this, but Wendy's, which has a long and very rich history of being amazing. one of the more amazing, funny, snarky. snappy, quick-witted, snarky uh, Twitter accounts you can ever find for a corporation. In response to Facebook changing the overall parent company name to Meta, they just put out a tweet that just said, we will now be called Meat. That was it. <laughs> and it was absolutely hilarious. And and I bring this up really for one reason. I mean, it shows obviously the power of social media because Arby's responded, McDonald's responded. Yeah. I don't know if Facebook ever did or not. I'm sure yeah. they did. Yeah. Um, but I don't think we have enough. I don't think we allow our corporate brands mm. to have enough fun with social media. Now yeah. we're here at Brandivate, it's very much an intentional thing with us. We try to do it not only with our advertising, but you've seen it, you know, for our for regular ads. But I know you've seen it like for Wondering Wednesday, we might pull out the Z Cavaricis from the late 80s, yeah. or we try to inject some humor into it. And when I see something like this from Wendy's, it's amazing to me that other companies don't do this mm-hmm. as well. Hire some kid to be a wise ass because <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. And I want to get your take on it being a big, you know, I know you're a big believer in the power of social media as I am in, and I wanted to get your take on that. Yeah. It's so it's funny you say that because I think that's the perception is you hire a kid who can be a wise ass. My, I always say that I'm sure it's not. Yeah. And it's funny. I think you are one of those people in my mind who is quick witted is funny. And I think it takes a ton of courage from leadership to be like, no, no, yeah. Insult McDonald's. Mm-hmm. That's like is or more than that, because the, the CEO of Wendy's is not telling them to do that or okaying right. it, because that's yeah, the only way. way it works in social media is that they go, You have my full trust. We're gonna step in it. It's gonna be okay, and we're gonna have some fun with it. Go. And like that takes a lot of courage. And I think part of that is having a team, yeah. Maybe you have one young wise ass but there's a there's some really smart a group of wise asses. yeah but really smart ones yeah. because you got to know because we've seen so many brands like oh i'm going to try and uh duplicate funny or i'm going to jump right. on the latest cause and they 
if it's not authentic to that brand, it, it doesn't work. And they, they come off, there's a controversy, whatever. It's funny how long Wendy's been, has been doing this and being a wise ass. So and the long. only time you hear about it is when it's yeah. really funny. You don't yeah. like with, with the, with the cancel culture and all the things we have mm-hmm. going on, you never have like hashtag well, cancel Wendy's. <laughs> and, and some of our younger listeners may not remember but there used to be a time where calling out your competition oh. by name was complete sacrilege. Yeah. I mean, McDonald's would refer to their competition as brand X, like literally, and I'm not joking. Yeah. Now, I think when you have, whether it's young kid, you know, have the authority, yeah. but you have leadership, you have a company that embraces, hey, we're going to have this type of image and, and we're going to be fun. We're going to be cutting edge. And yeah, we're going to probably step on a few toes occasionally, but never intentionally. And you're allowed to poke fun at the competition. Um, it's amazing what it does for your brand because what it does, it gives you transparency, yeah. right? It gives you complete and utter transparency. And I love what you said there about leadership really dictating um, and setting the tone for that. It's, hey, I'm sure it is like that. I'm sure there is very few review processes over yeah. a Wendy's. You couldn't and that's because a, you can't do it fast enough. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I, yeah. And I think that's what makes it work so well because it's so timely and pointed and uh, I just thought it was a brilliant use of social media. I'd like to see more use of that social media, quite frankly, but uh, yeah. I, I wanted to get your take. Well, yeah. And then just as a side note, you ask, why don't bigger companies do that? It's because they don't allow yeah. that freedom. It has to go through the lawyers. It has to go. But well, why- that's not good for social media. We, we, who, I right. forget who we railed on not too long ago because they wrote a press release because somebody, they, they stepped in it from a, from a, it was a, someone in the industry. Cause they had a data leak, if I remember data right. leak or whatever. And th- their, their press release was completely lawyered mm-hmm. up. Right. Yeah. And it was like, like having the courage to allow people to, Hey, just do Twitter. It'll be fine. So when does the pendulum finally swing back? Right. These things always go back and forth. And right now we are in a, super cancel culture, super mm. litigious society where we apologize before we even say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I say, I'm sorry, we're having mashed potatoes as our <laughs> side dish tonight because I'm worried someone's going to be upset yeah. that I'm actually killing potatoes. Yeah. I Honestly, I think that we're probably on, you know, like as you mentioned, the pendulum. The right? downswing? I think it's starting to come back because you're starting to see real pushback from people. And I think that the only way it does is is to is when there's enough pushback where people go no we're gonna have a leadership and say no we're not going to change our logo because of a thousand people on twitter i i was i forget who i was listening to the other day but they said look i i put out things and a thousand people get mad at it all the time so i'm fine with it but most organizations are not used to that and so in the in the kitchen they're like okay we got to change this we got it was uh representative dan crenshaw talking to trevor Mm -hmm. noah on the daily show which by Mm -hmm. the way amazing discussion Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, he said, we, it's going to take leadership to go, I appreciate your feedback, but no, we're not doing that. And that's a fine line, by the way, because I think the challenge is we've made some really great progress with some of those initiatives. Oh, no question. But then when we go too far, I think it decreases that value. So I think we're on the it, pendulum down. It, it does. And I'm going to add one last thing. And it's got to be a longer discussion than I thought, which is a good thing. That's a good yeah. thing. I think you have to have the ability to, to take risks. I think we've created such a safe society (laughs) where, you know, everything has a crash helmet, knee pads, elbow pads, and no one skins their knees anymore. And because of that, when mistakes are made, they're magnified. Mm 
Yeah. Um, because like, well, how did, how did, what, where did the fail safe go wrong? Right. <laughs> and so I think we need to have more leadership, like what we, we assume is at Wendy's where it's okay. We're going to take a risk here and, and we might step on it a little bit, yeah. but that is who we are. And when you embrace that kind of no lack of fear of pushback, that fear of, it's not fear of failure. It's fear of repercussions. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you do it in a thoughtful way. You don't want to offend people specifically. Yeah, on purpose. Um, You're it's, trying to be funny. It's a, it's a smart, smart business decision, I think. As a, right, as, a, as a side note, one thing, I, I promise I'll stop talking about this. If you want a safe, snarky thing to say on Twitter, make fun of Facebook. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. All right, Kirby, got another topic for us? Yeah, so I read this. I thought this was interesting, and I'll tie it back. So there was a headline on LinkedIn the other day and, that said, will, e- will Eternals, the movie, harm the marvel brand okay now in the i have not seen uh eternals um Mm -hmm. i did watch a lot of the marvel movies not all of them probably but i I was a fan right um so it was interesting because it's sort of the the concept is expectations were super high for this marvel blockbuster they had extra time because of covid Mm -hmm. and the the reviews have been not great and right. I, I mean, even from the, like I, a couple of guys in my office watched it and they were like, oh, it was not good at all. Mm-hmm. It was all over the place. But the idea, I mean, Marvel's brand, pretty solid, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the, today, yeah. But the idea that one bad movie, can one bad movie ruin a brand? So no. I, I want to ask that question and then spin it forward to say, and what does that mean for content creators in today's world. So let's I don't it. think so. I mean, if, if Jiggly couldn't uh, k- kill Ben Affleck's career, <laughs> I don't know how, how anything else could like a single movie or bad decision. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I see, I've seen the trailers for, for uh, that movie, uh, the Eternals haven't seen haven't set foot in a movie theater in two years. Right. So right, right. I, you know, and I think it's a movie theater only release and this is kind of a, a side topic, but I'm going to weave it right back in. I think, you know, the, one of the things the pandemic's done, we've talked about this kind of at large, it's, it's shifted the way life is going to be moving forward. And, and I think one of those things is, I think it's really killed the movie theater experience. Yes, there are some movies I will want to see in a theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see No Time to Die, the new James Bond movie in a theater. I want big action movies in a theater. But if it's a romantic comedy, I'm totally cool chilling at home watching that, right? Yeah. I don't need that big experience. But it seems like you have two weeks now to watch that in the movie theater. Yeah. So sure. uh, I, I, did they see it in the movie theater? Yes. My, yes okay. Yeah, yeah. So I think what happens is also those Marvel characters were so iconic. Right. And I know no one, it's not like somebody different is putting on the Iron Man suit, but it's a completely different character set. And it's our reptilian brains can't help but compare to right. what we've seen before, right? When we when the first Batman movie with Michael Keaton came out in 1989, there were a lot of people who were very upset that Adam West, if you've ever seen the old Adam West <laughs> Batman TV shows, it was campy, it was silly, it was funny and just goofy. Yeah. They were upset he wasn't wearing the Batman cape. But, and then Michael Keaton did it, did a great job. 
And then you had another group of people when um, uh, Christian, uh, not Christian Chris Bale, Nolan, he was the director, Christian Bale, he became Batman. People were like, man, Michael Keaton's Batman. Yeah, he, right. we, have a, we, have a, we have a hard time with that type of change. Now, again, no one's putting on a new Iron Man suit. I don't think a bad movie, and I'm getting off topic, I'm sorry. I don't think a bad movie can kill a brand. It's going to damage it. So what it does is essentially puts the microscope on Marvel for the next one, because honestly, in my mind, they haven't had a hit since Endgame. Right. So I know that the Black Widow movie came and went during pandemic. I didn't see it. Right. I normally would have. Right. I I don't know if I'll see Eternals. I, I probably won't. Right. Yeah. I, so I think to, to the question at hand, I, I agree. I think what, what you're saying that I don't think one bad movie kills a brand. And yeah. I think the way that I, I, I tie that back to sort of, you know, we create content on the regular, right? And yes. I actually think- Oh yeah, I forgot the, about that. The, I was still I, busy rambling. I forgot about your original question. Yeah, no problem. I, but the idea is, I actually think this is one of the things that holds people back from doing it because they're like, yeah. they perfect things to death because if one one yeah. bad blog post will ruin you know, my reputation as a content creator. And I, I so I, I, I actually think it's absurd that yeah. Eternals, um, and I, I've heard problems with storyline. I've heard problems with a lot of different things. Let's just go on the basis. It stinks. Yeah, let's let's. So, but if they come out with another Marvel Marvel based movie that looks interesting, I'll go. I'll go see it. Yeah, right. And so I think that's a, that's something that we hide behind. Yeah. And I do hate the, the even sort of the implication that one bad experience can ruin your reputation forever because I just don't think history tells us that. I agree. And I think we're just such an instantly reactive society. Well, that stinks. They're terrible now. They don't know what they're doing and let's <laughs> yeah, move right. on to the next piece of candy, right? The, I, I agree with you. And so same thing with content. You and I have talked about this. I'll write a blog that I think, wow, this is really great. And and people, it's like crickets. And then yeah. I write, you know, but it, it doesn't stop me. It doesn't deter me. And it never would yeah. because who knows? I, you know, one of those things too, and I think it's important to realize this as a content creator, or even as a movie creator yeah it's very presumptuous of us to assume that people are waiting for our content <laughs> i've fallen yeah. into that trap yeah yeah you yeah. know and and i'll put out a blog and someone remind me uh, hey today's christmas yeah. what did you expect right and i know you're big on putting it out every day you know every monday we have to remember people have things going on in their lives that people do not you know other than this fine fine platinum lover broadcast yeah people don't revolve their days around content generally yeah yeah no it's Good conversation it's, a, it's one of my favorite quotes is you'd worry less about what people thought of you if you realized how little they did um exactly and, and so uh but i would also bring it back to say the same thing because i think you know we've got a lot of sales people maybe you're not a content creator yeah. but one bad sales call doesn't ruin a sales career either right and so i think it's just you know what it is it's the old defensive back and quarterback mentality short memory yeah. Have a short memory because you know what? You're going to put some, uh, as Paul McCartney would say, a stinky do out there every once in a while. <laughs> Learn from it, move on, and, and go forward. It's just yeah. that simple. Love it. All right, Kirby, crinkle cut French fry vodka. I know you're <laughs> thirsty. All right. All right. So Arby's. I did, okay. Arby's. I was getting that too in the, in the open when you're giving me the name crinkle cut fries. And meats. I was like, oh, it's got to be Arby's we're talking about. Today. Well, we already covered meat. That was I know. The, the Wendy's one. So crinkle cut French fry vodka, Kirby. Yeah, this is a real thing. 
I went down a ridiculous rabbit hole today. <clears throat> and I want to apologize to all my clients for any deliverable that might be late because I went down <laughs> a deep rabbit hole with this. Um, all right. Arby's is trying to forge the middle ground between comfort food cocktails in a society that loves both. That's right, Kirby. They are creating a limited edition Arby's curly fry and crinkle cut fry vodka. It's the latest in a creative spin on consumer favorites. The 80 proof spirits are made from potato vodka and distilled with real ingredients inspired by the brand's curly and crinkle cut fry flavor profiles. Now the retail on this is $59.99 a bottle. Not too bad. Kind of mid-priced. It drops on November 22nd on rbsvodka.com. Okay. I will be in the digital line. (laughs) Of course you will. Now, their CMO had a statement, um, and I would like to read this to you, if I may. Okay. Arby's recently added crinkle, a crinkle cut option to accompany our truly iconic curly fries, providing another choice for fry lovers. Though we've mastered the art of drive through fries, we wanted to take it one step further by making them 80 proof. <laughs> Being a potato-based liquor, this limited edition vodka is infused with crinkly and curly fry flavor so Arby's fans can enjoy our menu from bag to bottle, which I love that catchphrase, by the way. It's funny. Now, this isn't without precedence. This is the rabbit hole. Great Poupon. <laughs> they actually produce a limited edition wine made from mustard seeds, honeysuckle, and grapes from the south of France last year. Taco Bell rolled out Jalapeno Noir. It's a Pinot Noir that uh, <laughs> that uh, uh, partnered with the relaunch of its toasted cheesy Chalupa That's last delicious. year. All right. So I, I, I really want to talk about this. So I love the creativity here. And this is really a branding discussion. Yeah. We talked about Arby's merchandise uh, a few weeks ago about them smoking uh, sweatsuits and, you know, <laughs> get that campfire flavor. For an afterthought, in fast food, at least in my mind, and most people I know, I, I, Arby's was a very dated brand, an old brand. They are killing it. And it's not just merch. This is a branding discussion. Oh, for sure. They are redefining who they are. I am sure this vodka tastes like absolute crap. I don't <laughs> care. Want it. Want it bad. Gonna buy it if I can. I just love the fact that they're not afraid to experiment yeah. well, with their own brand. And I wanted to get your, your uh, thoughts on that. We yeah. talked about it a little bit with the, uh, with the Wendy's, uh, thing. Yeah. Wendy's thing. Yeah, no, I actually, and again, I actually think it's been an evolution. So Arby's, uh, the, the funny thing is, is my whole life, I'm like Arby's, I, I, I was not a fan of Arby's. I didn't like the food. I, I didn't like, if I'm going Adam. to a fast food, I want, I want a burger. I want right now where it started was with the whole campaign. We have the meat, right? Yeah. Like, so when you said meat, honestly, yeah, you were talking Wendy's. I was thinking Arby's, which is kind of interesting, right? They're doing their job then, right? I mean, that's right, exactly. empirical evidence right there. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I, I do like what Arby's has done, not only from a mm-hmm. national uh, commercial campaign, all that sort of thing. Obviously yeah. the swag stuff is awesome. Um, as a, as a side note, mm-hmm. crinkle cut fries suck or no mm-hmm. wrong. Curly, curly fries suck. Crinkle cut fries are amazing. Wrong, Kobe. <laughs> Crinkle cut fries are inferior to the curly version. Well, I, I, what I, what I think this does do put in the place though. I see Arby's now is a forward-thinking organization. Yeah, I agree. I don't I even agree. know about their food right now. I have, I still haven't had the food. Shame on me. But I'm now more willing to try it than I was a year ago. Yeah, I absolutely am. But well, it their, got- their menu's different. That's the thing yeah. is that they have, they yeah. have, they, they've taken the ad campaign, and that's where like you can do a great ad campaign. 
-hmm. but in my experience, Taco Bell is still tastes like Taco Bell, right? right. Like, uh, but they have actually modified at least, at least a right. little bit to change. Cause really all joking aside, like the crinkle cut fries was a fairly new mm -hmm. addition. We have Arby's here. So I've been, I'm like, Oh my God, they're great. Like they're really good. Like, there you go. And so it, but, but it's the whole, it's driven me there. And I'm like, you know what, yeah. this is not the Arby's I remember. Well, and, and like I said, I see them as a forward thinking organization now, and I don't see that in most of their competitors, obviously the Wendy's social media, I do, but not the other things, but it got me to thinking Kirby. Okay. <clears throat> what other fast food mashups would I like to see? Okay. And, and I want to get your take on these. This okay. is not the game. Okay. Um, an easy one. Auntie ants. We're all familiar with their soft pretzels in mm, airports okay. yeah, and in yeah, malls. Yeah. Why, okay. they don't they have, why don't they have uh, pretzel sticks through Frito-Lay? Seriously, yeah, that would be a, an easy one. Yeah that, yeah, that would actually be really easy. You're familiar with In-N-Out Burger, mm -hmm. right? And the Double Double? I mean, okay. I, I've, I've really never been to an In-N-Out, but I, I know Okay, but yeah, it's a double, double cheeseburger. Double. Yep. Why not a Double Double stuffed Oreo? I want an <laughs> In-N-Out Burger flavored uh, Oreo. That sounds so gross. Yeah, it does. <laughs> How about... How about a uh, Chick-fil-A spicy chicken sandwich Bloody Mary mix? I don't think okay. that's a bad idea. Okay, I don't I don't hate that one. That one's pretty good. How about know. how about Chipotle spicy red sauce infused tequila? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. See? Yeah. And then actually here's one McDonald's would never go for it. They're baked apple pies, which actually smell delicious. I haven't had one in years, but they smell amazing, right? Okay. Why not apple baked McDonald's baked apple pie moonshine? I've had apple pie moonshine before. And You've brought is... me apple pie moonshine. I have. Yeah. It tastes yeah. like apple pie. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting one. Yeah. You're right. They wouldn't go for, although, you know, I wouldn't have thought of Arby's potato vodka either. So that's. Uh... Well, isn't it time for, so Jack Daniels and Jack and Coke, right? A ubiquitous yeah. drink. Everybody knows it. Isn't it time for Coca-Cola to actually put their cola in cans with Jack Daniels? They do sell jack and cola right now okay i was gonna say i thought i'd seen that they do but it's jack and cola why not put coke in there and i know i know they don't want their brand associated with alcohol and all that but blah 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 all right kirby we got a new game today okay. party in the back all right we have amazing people in our industry and i really need you to listen very closely here i need our audience to listen very closely I'm gonna close my eyes i this is a question of either or who in the promo industry would you rather work for? And I want to set some ground rules here. You'd work for this person for one year, okay? okay. okay. They would assign your role. And mm. I want you to focus on who you feel you'd learn most from, okay? okay? We're not pitting one person against another. I want to be super clear on that. Everybody on this list is amazing. They're wonderful people. This is not to trip Kirby up for once. Yeah, no. I, I think this is a really interesting. The, the issue, and I'm not, I don't know the list, but the issue is really going to be about me. <laughs> like, yeah. who could I work for? Because I'm not, I've not been right. cut out for that for a long time. No, I, mm, same. <laughs> um, so there's no wrong answers. Like I said, all the people are truly amazing. We are not pitting people against each other. This is just a, a fun conversation. Okay, truly. cool. All right. I'll do my best. Let's start this out. Um, Mark Simon, CEO of Halo. Okay. Uh, or Greg Musillo from Performa, CEO of Performa. 
Um, I, I think I would probably uh, mesh better uh, with Mark Simon. Uh, okay. I have worked at Halo. I was Lee Wayne at the time. And um, so Mark was a part of the acquisition where Lee Wayne bought JII. Um, I found him to be incredibly smart. Um, okay. And um, so, yeah, I think for me, the personalities would be much better with, with Mark. Okay. Jonathan Isaacson from Gemline mm. or CJ Schmidt from Hit Promotional Products. Mm. Okay. And by the way, like I said, every single person on this, man, there's so much to learn from everybody yeah. on this list. Yeah, that's a tough one because both of them are very smart. I, I, again, I think, I think I'd have more fun working with CJ just because I think our personalities are more similar, which is mm -hmm. why I think I'm going to say Jonathan. And okay. I, I mean that because I think because we have different strengths, he would pull things out of me that, that hopefully would make that's me That's great. Dale Denham, who you spoke with uh, yep. earlier this week on Delivering Marketing Joy, CEO of PPAI, or Tim Andrews, the CEO of ASI. Okay, all right. Um, I'm going to go... I, These are I, real I, thinkers, folks. Yeah. So get, cut Kirby a little slack here. This is not easy. Yeah, this is no. not picking an enchilada or a chalupa. Yeah, which is clearly an enchilada. Um, I would go with... <laughs> I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Tim Andrews. Uh, okay. And I think, so, so I, again, I, I, I love what Dale is doing at PPAI. I get the sense, and I could be totally off base on this. I get the sense with what uh, happens with Michelle and the team mm -hmm. in the, the media area. Assuming he put me in that, I think he'd be more apt to go, just go do it and give me a little more freedom. I think I would work a little bit better like that, but I, that, that's my, that's my okay. impression. Dana Zezo from American Solutions for Business or Charity Gibson from Peerless Umbrella? Oh, that's good. It's a really good one. I, I really like both those folks. <laughs> this is unfair to Charity. Dana is like literally one of my best buddies. So I'm probably going to say Dana because I think we'd end up okay. working on a bunch of projects and going for runs and, and doing okay. weird Ragnar stuff. I don't think, look, nobody should take offense to any of these. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Rock, Roger Burnett from Social Good Promotions uh -huh. or Denise Tashero from Fairware? Mm. I'm going to go Denise on this one. Um, mm. I love what Roger's doing over at Social Good. I, like, I find every time I talk to Denise, she thinks about that space so much differently than I do um, mm -hmm. that I, I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I just feel like smarter every time I'm around her. And I, I think that that would be good for me. All right, two of the smartest people I know, Larry Cohen from Axis, powered by Halo, or John Norris of Starline. I'm going to go John Norris. Uh, I think I, okay. uh, John has put together a team of people mm -hmm. that I know better. Like, again, obviously, Larry has as well with Joe and yeah. all those folks. Um, but I'm going to go Starline. I just, for whatever reason, I think the culture would fit me a little bit better. That's okay. All right. Uh, Jason Noakes from Promo Pulse. We mentioned him earlier. Or the dynamic duo of Brett Schaefer and Dan Piggott from Soapbox. Mm. Little Royal Rumble of service providers. There, <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good one. You know what? I, I, I'm going to go Noakes. I'm going to go Mr. Mr. Jason okay. Noakes. Uh, just I, I think between uh, sort of our, I, we'd end up with guitars out and, and doing some fun sort of creative weird shit that you wouldn't think of. Like, that would, I think we would end up with some crazy ass ideas that would be fun for me to work yeah. on. You're doing great. This is fun. I hope you're enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, jo Joel Crane from Turvis. Ooh, yeah. Or Dan Towns from Shipenko. <laughs> oh, man. Both I was very thoughtful putting these yeah, together, by the yeah, way. Yeah, this is really good. Uh, 
so Shipenko, uh, we would laugh a lot. I'm not sure I'd get much done. Um, so I'm going to go with Joel down at Turvis. Okay. Again, speaking of getting out guitars, the last time I was with him, we were actually playing music together. So Yeah, awesome. RJ Hagel from Gold Star mm-hmm. or Kathy Chang from Redwood Classics? Mm. <laughs> you've, you've not made this easy on me for sure. Um, That's the idea. I feel like I'm the judge on the voice, right? <laughs> like I'm Ooh. picking between like two really, really good, talented folks. Oh, love behave. What... <laughs> you stop. RJ has been a great team. He's built a great team over there. I love what they're doing. I think they're super fun, and I like that a lot. Again, I, I'm going to lean what I'm I, I think if you notice a theme, I'm leaning toward people who have expertise in a space I don't. Oh, um, yep. And so that I would was go part Kathy of the Chang. Uh, that Kathy was the rules. Chang, I want, yeah, she would, yeah, she I want would help me focus. grow in that space. Yeah, I wanted you to focus on who you'd want, who you th- thought you could learn more from. So you're doing great. Um, common skew, Mark Graham or Catherine Graham? Oh, actually, that one, this one's pretty easy. I, it would definitely be Catherine Graham. Um, mm-hmm. I think Mark and I are too much alike. We're constantly the idea people. Um, Amy is my Catherine. She is the person who grounds me and keeps me going. Yeah, it's a great idea, but we're not going to be able to execute it. I think Catherine would do that well for me. All right. Uh, Brainfield, Danny Rosen or Robert Fiveash? Boy, both good. I, mm-hmm. I think I, I think the 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 answer is going to be Danny because I know him a little better, and again, mm-hmm. he inspires me in that nonprofit space. I find myself wanting to do more in my community every time I'm around him. I'm sure mm-hmm. Robert does that as well, but I know that about Danny, so I would say Danny. All right, last one, Bill Petrie from I guess this is an Italian company, Brandavate, or <laughs> Uh, Amy Hossman from Hossman Marketing. Who would you rather work for? This is the hardest one. Uh... It shouldn't be. It should be the easiest one <laughs> if you want to eat dinner tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, it's, it, again, both uh, are two of my closest uh, closest people in my life. Uh, so I would say, I would say uh, Bill Petrie. Uh, I've worked for Amy. Um, okay. I, I, I think you and I would struggle, um, a little bit, yeah. uh, but I think if you're talking about who would make me grow more, um, I think the answer is you, I think Amy has done her best over 20 some years. Uh, so now it's my responsibility to yeah. clean up her mess. Yeah, that's exactly it. I, yeah. I like that. That's a good way to end that. Well, I, I tell you what. <laughs> If you're looking to grow your sales and you don't want to clean up a mess, there's no better way to do that than Promo Pulse's AMP email service. I got to tell you, it's a great way to stay top of mind with your clients. So soft sales touches that really do keep you top of mind. It's super important and as we, we kind of steer through the hopefully end of the pandemic. Being top of mind is going to be so important. Those beautiful retail inspired emails. And again, it's going to amplify your sales. And my gosh, as we enter the holiday season, who doesn't want their sales to be on the upswing as we enter 2022? So it really is that no brainer. So, you know, you want to learn more. Don't deny yourself the pleasure of heading over to promopulse.io slash amp. You're not going to be sorry you did. Kirby, I've enjoyed podcasting with you on this fine, fine day. Thanks, man. That's right.